Welcome to the Everyday Church Podcast. It's a show designed to talk about how God can use small church, ordinary church, everyday church. Your hosts are Barry Littleford and Jordan Dorsey, two small-time pastors who think about this stuff a lot. We welcome you to today's show. Hello, welcome to episode 28 of the Everyday Church Podcast. I really reckon that we need to start looking at a new intro. It just comes so naturally. I don't know, man. No, what, not, not you, but the one that with the music. With you talking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I think We it's should get it. someone else. Shout out to anyone with a good radio voice. If you're listening in, we want you. I think we need a girl. Yeah, you, we do. We do. We yeah. need, need female representation. Just to kind of keep it equal. Well, no, just because it's great to empower females in ministry. Let's do it. All right. If you've got a good voice. And you are a female or a male, whatever, who cares? A we, male who can speak in a female's voice. Oh, yes, that's good. This is getting weird. <laughs> anyway, we want you. Here we go. Flick us a text, email, whatever, Facebook us. We want a cool new intro because I think we're all getting sick of the old one. I'm getting sick of it because it's me talking. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it, well, thanks. It served a season. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna talk about something. So, because our intros are being pretty long. I now. like them. They're, they're my favourite part. <laughs> <laughs> you always look at me with this dumbfound, going, "What the heck? Are what, you are, talking what are about? we doing?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. For, but we want to welcome you. We want to thank you for for tuning in. We do. Um, we do this for us, but we we are pleased that you are here. You're tuning in as well. It's healthy for us to reflect upon what we're doing, yeah. what God is saying to us, and how we can. Um, really chat about it together and the fact that you know through God's grace technology allows us to share our conversations with each other with you and that you can tune in in whatever way works best for you is awesome so thank you for being here and we are really praying that this conversation today is going to help you lead better yeah and so last week we were talking about uh, the spiritual reminder spiritual reminder and that was for the leader yeah yeah but um, and that was a reflection of what was happening for you. And yeah. this week uh, we're going to be talking about a reflection that's happening to me, and, mm. and that is in my new church. The mo- one of the mo- more common questions that I've started to ask people is, "Can they hear God?" Wow! Okay. Because I, I, I've coming across people who love God, want to be faithful for God, mm. but they can't uh, necessarily or haven't been taught how to hear God mm, and, well, uh, and okay. I'm finding it uh, doesn't matter what age group uh, you're in and and I reckon it's pretty common in, in most churches and uh, that we have a whole swag of people who um, struggle to hear the voice of God or recognize the vo- voice of God within their lives and I really think it's the missing ingredient that, that a lot of churches do when it comes to people engaging in ministry mm. and getting involved within the life of the church, if they're not hearing the voice of God calling them to do something, wow. then they're not really sure what they should do. Now, it's not really the missing ingredient. You shared it with me pretty straight. You said, Jordan, this is the secret source the of secret ministry. Source. It is. Don't call it anything else. This is the secret source of ministry. And you know what? I love it. Because for me, I, um, I I think I actually almost presume that people hear from God. Uh, maybe not uh, the way that I hear from God, but I understand that God is always talking to His people. And I'm maybe not asking that question. 
I'm thinking, well, maybe they're they're a bit quiet or maybe they're a bit reserved. Or maybe they're just a bit disheartened. But I've never actually thought to myself, maybe they're not hearing from God. What a great pastoral question. How, how has it been going for you as you ask this question? What have been some of the responses that you've been getting? Well, it's been, I mean, it depends on the person, of course, but... Um, you know, I'm getting a variety of scores. I mean, one of the most common one is just a, a sense of, I don't know how to do that. And are these uh, people uh, kind of is beginning their faith, or are they? What's the spectrum that you're seeing this in? Oh, well, I would say that everyone in my church at this point in time is basically growing up in the church in some okay. way. That seems to be the, the demographic that God's given me. Um, but as a part of that. Um, there are so there, there are older people mm-hmm. who have been in church all their life who when I've asked the question to they really can't articulate how God so I asked one the other day I said how does God speak to you how do you hear God because they were talking about the stresses in their life and they go well I kind of do my devotion and I listen to sermons and if they match up then I kind of think that God's speaking mm. to me and and that's okay, but that's really only getting the big picture direction of where you should go. It's yeah. not the spirit kind of prodding you to make a phone mm. call or to go and talk to someone that you don't want to talk to or whatever. Yeah. That's kind of just big life mm. uh, directional kind of stuff. And it just has me, has me pondering about how I can encourage people to, you know, to hear the voice of God and and then obey it and I because I've been reflecting on why are there some people who get ministry yeah and some people who don't so why is there some people who seem to be enthusiastic to follow God's spirit and then there's those that just seem to be sitting in the background letting everybody else do it mm. and I think I've come to the point that, that there are those who hear the voice of God and then respond and then those those who don't know or don't know how to recognize the voice of God who are just immobilized because they don't know what to do. Wow, that's pretty full. And also probably a third layer is that are those that are hearing the voice of God and are choosing to ignore it. Yeah, that's another kettle yeah. official to go. We and might go back to that a bit later. Another episode, <laughs> whatever. But we can see, and I think I'm agreeing here because when I'm looking at people, I'm thinking, why aren't you investing? Why aren't you just giving up as much time as you can to this mission? Why aren't you, you know, I'm just thinking why? Mm. The whole time, why, 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 when this person comes in and they, they get it in two seconds and you who have been here for a long time just aren't getting on board you're not on the same page you're not even in the same book and i think you're right because when we hear from god god gives us so much and we as as leaders know this mm. um as we engage with god is that we are encouraged when we are in deep intimacy with god you know god encourages us he spurs us on he empowers us and with that he actually gives us vision and lights that fire in our heart that we want to see in our congregation members and I think you're right. If there are people in our churches that are not hearing from God on their own, in their own disciplines, yeah. you know, you can preach a great sermon, but if they're only hearing God on a Sunday, that's... Well, that's another six days yeah. that God's not speaking to them. Or yeah. they're not, he- I like to say, they're not hearing from God. Yeah, I, I hold firmly the theology that God is always talking to his people. That's it's, right. it's whether we choose to tune in or not, that is the matter. But you, you see here... 
that you know you, you really are going to struggle as a leader if you're not able to empower your people to hear from God themselves because it doesn't matter how much you call them, how much you pastorally care for them, how good you preach. I don't think any sermon on its own without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit can last a whole week in someone's heart. I just don't believe it. And and, and that's why it's the secret sauce for me. That's uh, why it, yeah, yeah. It, it makes the whole recipe of discipleship come together. Mm. And if you don't have that, then then the bowl is pretty bland. Yeah, but you add this this <laughs> the secret sauce, and then all of a sudden everything comes alive. The secret herbs and spices, man, of <laughs> ministry, it. love it. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I rem- I remember when I was a young Christian, and and I, I don't know why God's enabled me to always hear Him, but I've never had an issue with it. Yeah, and I didn't grow up in the church, and maybe it's because I had a conversion, and uh, and it all became real, and I expected God to speak to me. And so I was looking for it, and it was happening. And so maybe that's why. I, I don't know. Um, but I, I remember even when it came to tithing, mm. it was God who said to me, Barry, this is what I want you to do. There was no one in the church. And so I just said, okay, well, God, if that's what you want to do, I'll do it. It wasn't a sermon preached about it. It wasn't a part of a discipleship program. God just said, Barry, you're not investing financially. You're not giving me your first. Get in there and do it. I said, all right. So I think, you know, when you have that kind of thing happening within your people's lives, that's when you start getting all of your church involved in ministry. And when people are opening up the scriptures and and you um, are starting to hear from God and the scriptures start to jump out of you, then then you start to really start to do that journey of discipleship. Mm. And so I, I'm, I'm just, I just think that we, we need to spend more time not just helping people to identify that they can listen, that, you know, they can do more to listen to God, but actually teaching them how to listen to God Yeah, and, um, and, and work with it that way. Yeah, well, I think you're right because I think we can all agree even just through this conversation, we can see the benefits of it. And maybe this has been the, an eye-opener for, for you as you're listening in that maybe this is the, the missing link or the secret source or whatever it is. This is why your people might not be engaging the way you had hoped or how, how you've been praying for them to engage. So we do need to now say, well, if this is the issue, and maybe, maybe it is, and maybe this is widespread, you know, maybe this is the thing that is really limiting the church to be what it's called to be. Of, of course, many things it's limited by, but this could be a big one. We have to decide, well, then we do need to teach our people how to do it. Mm. So some questions would be, you know, is it is it a Sunday conversation? Is this a, a from the pulpit? Is this a one-on-one? Is this a small group conversation? Or is this something that needs to embody every facet of the church in its ministry? Well, I think it is a part of the discipleship process. I think it has to be uh, that we uh, are teaching people how to hear the voice of God. And so I've been, as I said, I've been asking across my church before the young adults in my church. I've been giving them assignments. Well, I mean, one of the things is assume that God wants to use you. So Mm. if you get a nudge that you think is from God, then assume that it is God. Yeah. And take it to its full extent. And then when you get to the end, then you can look back and see whether or not it is God. And I've been teaching them that it's a bit like tuning in one of those old radios where Mm. you get static either side of of, of the station. Mm. 
and it's a bit hit and miss. What's and, a radio? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and you got to tune it in. And so I've been trying to uh, teach them um, that, uh, and to assume that God is speaking. And so yeah. if you if you have a thought that it might be, don't doubt that thought. Just mm. jump in on that thought. I mean, that's how I learned to hear the voice of God, and so mm. that's how I'm teaching them. And so I think that if we can just start at least there, mm. then it is when they read Scripture, uh, are they uh, assuming that God's going to speak to them out of Scripture? Yeah. And and I find that when people don't think God can talk to them, their Scripture is actually really quite poor. Mm. They haven't spent time reading the Bible um, because the Bible is just a bunch of stories. It's not something that comes to life through the Spirit of God. Yeah. And so I see that there's there are um, you know, that assumption that God is always speaking for me has really been the starting point. Well, I think it's it's the only way to start because if we hold this theology that God sometimes talks to us and we have to just hope that we're listening at the right time, it, it doesn't really encourage people and I just don't think that's how God works. I think God is always encouraging, always empowering, always trying to to shift people and align people closer to himself. And I think it's a powerful word. You know, as I think about my own congregation, you know, they have, um, being, being older in age, they've gone through many different phases of church. Yeah. And with that, one of those mentalities that they hold is that their minister or their priest or their pastor is the one that has the deep insights of the things of God and it's their job to share it with the people. And it's almost like a, a, a mother bird regurgitating what it's already eaten. You know, and to an extent, that is what we are as leaders. We are called to to share what God is sharing mm. with us with the people. But I think in that there might even be a culture, and whether this is just with the older uh, generations or not, is that it, they they believe that it's not for everyone. Not everyone gets to hear from God in that way. That somehow the pastor is special. It he is he or she is set apart, and because of that, they're gifted. And maybe there's a sense that I'm not. So I'll attend church, and we see our older generations, they attend church. Mm. But do, do they have that really on fire, alive, devotional and intimacy with God? It, it's hard to see, you know. And I wonder whether we need to be sharing with them more often that there is nothing special about us as a pastor except that we've been called to, right. to give our lives to the church and to God's work but that's no different to their mission in the world as well. And that God wants to speak to them the same. There's no special blessing. It's all the same spirit. And I think that might free some people up or it might confront them that in fact they need to take their faith uh, more seriously. And there are roadblocks to hearing God's voice. I mean, mm. I think that God's always speaking, but if we haven't dealt with forgiveness, then I don't think that we're going to hear the voice of God because we're... You know, um, it's the Lord's Prayer that says, for, mm. uh, you know, uh, forgive like, uh, forgive me as I forgive others. Mm. Almost forgot the Lord's Prayer. But um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, so so bitterness and unforgiveness can be a real roadblock. Mm. And, mm. and I think that the only thing you will hear from God when you're holding on to those things is deal with it. Yeah. Deal with it. Deal with it. And uh, and if you don't want to deal with it, then that's all you hear, and and you'll tune out mm. sooner or later. And so the hearing of the voice of God comes with a with a, a commitment to humility and a commitment to a, obedience. Yeah, that some people uh, will struggle to um, 
to act out within their lives. Mm. And so I think that there are some people who really enjoy not hearing the voice of God in the intimate way that I think that God wants to speak to us mm. because it means that they actually have to process stuff that's going on in their lives. Mm. And if they have to, and they, and, and some people just don't want it. It's too hard for them, too difficult for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think you're right. You know, I'm seeing that a lot of my congregation are very good at reading that little thin book Every morning they have their the little devotional the little, book, little yep. devotional book, you know, and they read it, and it's almost like they tick a box. Yep. They've ticked their box. I crushed my devotions today, <laughs> right. and who knows, maybe I'll be able to share what I read with someone else. And some of my congregation are fantastic at using what they read in the mornings to be a part of their conversations for the week. I love it when they say to me, Jordan, I've been really challenged by this. I think, yes, good, that is what it's supposed to be. But not everyone's like that. There are roadblocks, you know, you're right. If you haven't dealt with the fact that you are forgiven, all you're going to feel is guilt and shame. And why would God talk to a filthy sinner? Why? Well, well, I think think God does talk to a filthy sinner. But I think God just says, this is what you've got to deal with. Yeah. And if you, if you don't want to, then yeah. it, it, it's, confron- it's confrontational. But there needs to be this freedom to know that, well, you know, I, I, I'm not right with God. But through Jesus, I am right with God. I'm yeah. now called a child of God. And yes, God does speak to me. There is this open line of communication. You know, I, I'm preparing uh, a, a chaplaincy talk for this Friday. Great. Looking forward to it. And I'm talking about Easter. Yeah. Well, I've been asked to talk about Easter. Sure. And the, well, it's around the corner. It's too close. You know, it's crazy. Anyway, um, and, and the 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 really key thing that God wanted me to share, I just felt it the second I was told that I was called to to preach this day, is that Easter is about God tearing down barriers between man and God, mm. and, and I think that is so crucial for our congregation to remind themselves of is that because of Jesus, there is no barrier. There's no tabernacle. There's there's no veil between us and the Holy of Holies that we can access God and God can speak to us. I think that theology has to be taught. It needs to be understood and people need to almost claim that as who they are. And, and, And I reckon that there is a whole group of people within the life of our church that really want to hear from God. Yeah. They just don't know how and they've never been taught and they've never been instructed. They really want to though. Mm. They they know that uh, there's something inside of them that knows that what they're experiencing out of the faith is not all there is. Mm. And there's got to be more, but they don't know how to enact it and, mm. and to actually process it. And sometimes it's because they've grown up within the love of the church and everything's fine, but they've never got down to the nitty gritty of mm. can you hear God? Is God speaking to you? Are you following what uh, he wants you to do? I mean, I think there are, there's another group of people who uh, struggle to hear God's voice because they're afraid of what God will say. <laughs> and and uh, I think that there are some, some people that, go, that they, they know within themselves that God is calling them to something big, mm. something chunky. It's not what they want to do. Uh, it's not what they um, had envisioned for their life. And so uh, the promised land, it, it's too scary. Mm. And, and God is just sending them for another trip around the desert to bring them back to exactly the same point. And I think for a, there's a, a group of people within our church that if they were honest with themselves, they'll say they're, they're refusing to hear God because they're scared of what God wow. is going to ask them to do. 
mm. that God's going to ask them to give something up that they don't want to give up. Mm. That God's going to ask them to get involved with something that they don't want to get involved with. And uh, you know, it's all too hard. And so they'll just keep God at a bit of a hand's mm. length. And if, if big ticket items, they might just bring God into it a bit. Um, but it's just coasting along in their faith. Yeah, wow. What a challenge. I think you're right. Because the call of God is all in. All in. There's nothing. It says give your life. And I think when people try and toe the line between I want to be who I want to be. Hot, cold or yeah. spewed out of the mouth. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think yeah, the, the, the one of the first things that God is going to call our people to if they haven't been hearing from God is you need to be hot or cold. Lukewarm mm. is not going to work anywhere within the, the church. And it is confrontational and it is full on. But that... Um, that process is going to be brutal and it's our job as leaders to help them through it. Because if they avoid it, they're going to miss out on what God has for them. What, it could be a wasted life if they don't step into what God has for them. They're, they're, they're not going to be who they're called to be. They're always going to be bitter because they're going to think, well, I'm not going to do what God says because that's not what I want to do. But man, my life sucks. Why does it suck so <laughs> right. much? Why is nothing going my way? Why is God so distant? And why, why am I depressed? Yeah. You yeah. Know, why do I feel unfulfilled? Why do my relationships fail? It's because everything stems from us walking into our purpose that God has for us. That's right. And when we don't, our life is not going to be what we want it to be. Our heart is always going to be crying out for something more. And somehow... As leaders of the everyday church, we've got to encourage our people to step into the scary, the unknown, to take that leap of faith to say, I don't know what's next, but I hear God's call and I'm going to step. I had a, I had a coffee just in, in, in finishing with a, with a, a, a pastor friend of mine and he, he, he got called to a small church and, mm. um, and he's been working with it. But he just sits down with a group of people regularly and he started with the leadership and he just started to get them to journal what God is saying to them out of Scripture. Yeah. And and his church over the last five years has grown three to- three times as big, purely on the fact that he has concentrated on not just getting his leadership, but getting the people in his congregation to look at Scripture and expect God to speak to them in their everyday out of wow. Scripture. And uh, and I got another mate up in Queensland who's done a very similar thing with their young adults. Mm. And so it just highlights to me that, that it is really the secret source. If, mm. if God is speaking to people, people are engaged in ministry. Yeah. And if people aren't engaged in ministry, then I've got to question whether God is speaking into their life. And, uh, and they're coming to be uh, to receive, not coming to give. Yeah, and I think the spirit of God always calls us to be a giver, mm. and whether that's finance, whether that's ministry, whether that's prayer, whether that's time, uh, he he calls us to invest. He calls us to be all in, and so I just want to encourage anyone who's listening here: start asking the question. You don't mm. have to have the answer, but the more that the question gets asked, can you hear God? How do you hear God? How does it work for you? I think the more we'll bring it to people's consciousness that this is an expectation of being a follower of Jesus. Yeah. That when he calls you, he calls you to follow. And the only way you can follow is not by doing what is right and wrong, but what the Spirit is calling you to do Mm. every moment of every day. 
Yeah, wow, powerful stuff. Well, we, we really pray that this has been a conversation that has blessed you. Um, I'm praying big things that this will actually empower your week uh, coming in a different way, that even the conversation that you have next, if you're driving to your next meeting right now, even you right now, change what you're going to talk about. Because I reckon that these com- these little questions, you know, how are your spiritual disciplines? How is God speaking to you? You know, what are you reading right now? They're questions that will get to the core of the issue of people's lives. And then with it, you'll get the engagement that you know that they need to be investing into your church. So um, praying big things for your ministry. If you think someone's going to benefit from this, share it around. Get, get the word out that this has been helpful for you and it could be helpful for them. But until next time, take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Everyday Church podcast, where we seek to be a help to the everyday church. Our show notes can be found at openministries.net, and you can also become interactive by liking the Everyday Church podcast Facebook page. We trust that you've enjoyed today's show.